Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson endorses the FBI's unprecedented, unconstitutional raid of former President Trump's home. Doctors who prey on so-called transgender kids openly advertise their services. And the CDC walks back almost everything they told us to do about the China virus. It's all on this edition of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 216 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Monday, August 15th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented, unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that will live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. All right, as I was staying up all night preparing for the latest edition of the Doc Washburn Show, kind of late in the game, I discovered the fact that Arkansas Governor Aza Hutchinson, an evil man, the same man who vetoed a bill to outlaw puberty blockers, to outlaw castrating children in Arkansas because Walmart and the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce wanted him to. Arkansas Governor Ace Hutchinson was on a show on CNN called State of the Union. Brianna Keller apparently filling in for Dana Bash to talk about how we need to support the FBI and not former President Trump. Pretty outrageous, so I took some extra time and got the audio from that. And we we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. It, it's outrageous that this guy was not kicked out of the Republican Party of Arkansas when he vetoed a bill to try to protect children from those who would want to carve them up. But to add insult to injury, he goes on CNN and defends what the FBI did to Donald Trump. Let's check out and see what Aza Hutchinson, who really thinks he's going to run for president in 2024, he's made that very clear as a Republican. How did he fare on CNN's State of the Union Sunday morning. 
In case there was ever any doubt, Donald Trump is going to be front and center in this fall's midterm elections. And this week, we saw Republicans circling the wagons around the former president in a way that we haven't seen since the last election. Here now to discuss is the Republican governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson. Sir, we thank you so much for spending part of your Sunday with us. This FBI search warrant that we saw revealed that investigators took multiple boxes from Mar-a-Lago, multiple sets of top secret documents, including some classified at the highest security level. You, just to put into context here, you're a former U.S. attorney, a former DHS official. You served on the Intelligence Committee when you were in Congress. Are you alarmed that the former president possessed this highly classified material at his unsecured resort? Okay, now, again, for those paying attention, a president, and only a president, has the legal authority to declassify anything he wants to as long as he's president. And Donald Trump has made it very clear, as has the former chief of staff to his defense department, Cash Patel, that he declassified everything. So what do you think Governor Aza Hutchinson is going to do here? Well, knowing Aza, as I do, I'm going to say he has no idea that Trump has claimed he declassified everything. So he's just going to accept CNN's premise because he's one of those old-line rhinos like Mitt Romney, John McCain, who thinks he can cozy up to the liberal media and be their favorite Republican. You know, until he goes up against the Democrat and it's like, hey, I thought you guys were my friends. Of course, he's never going to get the nomination. I just, anyway, so he, last thing in the world he's going to do is to reject CNN's narrative. Uh, sure, I'm uh, concerned about it. And uh, I understand the need to retrieve those documents. The president can declassify anything he wants to. And Donald Trump and Cash Patel have made it very clear that he declassified. And, you know, here's the other thing. CNN and Governor Hutchinson are implying that Donald Trump boxed up documents himself? Really? I mean, this is so funny. The... um, General Services Administration of the United States government is the entity that boxed up the documents. But go ahead, Asa. Dig a little deeper. Uh, there's a lot of facts, as uh, Congressman Turner pointed out, uh, that we do not have yet. And But that's not going to stop you from siding with the FBI over Trump, is it, Asa? The biggest question is why. Uh, Well, maybe he wanted to uh, blow the lid off Russiagate. You know? Six weeks ago, he announced he was suing Hillary Clinton for defamation, right? You haven't heard about that either, have you, Asa? 
And the judge there in South Florida said, well, I've got to recuse myself. I can't be impartial. And then the same judge, six weeks later, signs off on the uh, search warrant. But you don't know about that either, do you, Asa? Asa doesn't like to prepare. Asa is kind of like the Kamala Harris of the Republican Party. You know? Kamala Harris's staff complains off the record behind the scenes that she just won't look at any prep material, any briefing books. She just refuses. Uh, and how? Uh, why were those documents there? Uh, why uh, did the White House believe that they wanted them there, presumably if that was the case? and so- Presumably if that was the case. You don't have any idea, do you, man? You don't have any idea. So those facts have to be determined. And so uh, the American public is operating uh, without sufficient information. I think we all have to take a deep breath and say we're going to have to wait to see. No, no. This FBI is irredeemably crooked. They're irredeemably corrupt. We don't have to wait to see anything. We know what they're up to. This is the same FBI that lied, well, I'll let Cash Patel get to it in a little bit. Lied about Trump for years to the same FBI that uh, refused to protect Olympic athletes from Dr. Larry Nasser, the serial rapist. That's the FBI we're talking about here. The FBI that uh, the Boston Bombers were on their radar, but oops, I could go on and on. But anyway, Uh, the facts that come out, there is some urgency in it because uh, this is unprecedented. Uh, The search of a former president's home, uh, the American public uh, wants to understand that. And right now you mentioned the circling of the the wagons uh, uh, around uh, Donald Trump. And it's simply because uh, they see the establishment as going after Donald Trump. And and they question whether that was the right move and whether it was less intrusive means to accomplish the same purpose. Really? You're aware that we see the establishment going after Donald Trump? I'm shocked you're aware of that much. We're going to have to be a little patient. Uh, Nope, 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 and nope. Merrick Garland went out and lied. You probably didn't watch his three-and-a-half-minute speech either, did you, Asa? Talking about how narrowly tailored the... uh, Search warrant was. And then the next day the search warrant gets released and it's for anything, anything produced during the four years Trump was president. A wide open fishing trip. Um, exactly the thing the Fourth Amendment is supposed to protect us from. Uh, Attorney General did the right thing by getting information out this week. Some information. He didn't get any information out. He didn't take any questions. He lied, Aza. He lied. I actually encouraged him to release the affidavit. Oh, so you are in conversations with 
lying Attorney General Merrick Garland. Really? Hey, you learn something new every day. In redacted form, but that would provide and shed more information on why uh, this search uh, might have been necessary and explain uh, the probable cause that the judge uh, saw whenever he signed the uh, search warrant. You don't know a thing about the judge, do you? The judge is Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer, Asa. Republicans, you've heard them. They have been also attacking the FBI over this investigation. Let's listen to some of this. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we listen to some of this? Okay. Moderate Republican, U.S. Representative from New York, Elise Stefanik. The FBI raid of President Trump is a complete abuse and overreach of its authority. That's true. U.S. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? That wouldn't surprise me in the least. I'm sure Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson is just horrified at the very notion that anyone would suggest that possibility, though, because he is a creature of... The deep state. All right. Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. I will make sure these tyrants pay the price. Good. Good. Yeah, Asa doesn't like this kind of talk. U.S. Senator, junior senator from Florida, Rick Scott. The way our federal government has gone, it's, it's like what we thought about the Gestapo, people like that, that they just go after people. Yep. Sure do. So Brianna Keller, CNN, makes a fallacious allegation. More recently, Trump's social network actually amplified a conservative report with the personal information of the FBI agents who were involved in the search. Now, how could they do that without the affidavit? How indeed could they do that without the affidavit? Well, CNN lies a lot, you know. Okay, so she asks a question based on that fallacious allegation. Are Trump and some Republicans putting the lives of the FBI's men and women at risk? Now, Asa at least is a politician, so he's not going to answer that question. He's going to answer the question that uh, he wishes she had asked, but... Still, he's not endearing himself to Republican voters. Well, the GOP is going to be the party of supporting law enforcement. Um, well, what about when a federal law enforcement agency like the FBI breaks the law? See, in Ace's mind, that's impossible by definition. Law enforcement includes the FBI. See? See? They can do whatever they want, man. They can protect Whitey Bulger for decades and... Put innocent guys in prison. A couple of them who died there. I don't see Asa breaking a sweat. As United States Attorney, I work with the FBI, the DA, the federal law enforcement agencies. Ah, I wonder if the FBI is different now than it was back in the 80s, Asa. 
those folks on the ground do extraordinarily heroic efforts to enforce our rule of law, which is fundamental uh, to the Republican Party and to our democracy. Uh, the rule of law just took the uh, the last train to Clarksville, Asa. The FBI certainly is not doing anything to enforce the rule of law by flagrantly violating it with the raid of Mar-a-Lago. The FBI is part of that. And so, yes, we need to pull back on, on uh, casting judgment on them. Uh, no, we don't. No doubt that they've uh, higher ups and the FBI has made mistakes. They do it. Uh, I've uh, defended cases as well. Made mistakes. Think Jim Comey made mistakes by taking classified information home, Asa? He broke the law, Asa. I, I'm disgusted. And I've seen, uh, uh, you know, wrong actions. But we uh, cannot say that whenever they uh, went in and did that search that uh, uh, they were not doing their job as law enforcement officers. Sure we can, Asa. If you want to hold people accountable, it is the Department of Justice. It is the Attorney General who said he supervised that. The FBI is simply carrying out their responsibilities under the law, a lawful search warrant. No. It's not a lawful search warrant. You clearly haven't looked at it. A search warrant for any and every piece of paper produced from January 20th, 2017 to January 20th, 2021, that's not a lawful search warrant. You, you assume a lot, Asa. Uh, that uh, a magistrate signed off on. The magistrate, who six weeks earlier recused himself from Trump's lawsuit against Hillary, because he couldn't be impartial. The magistrate who was Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer. But you don't know any of that, do you, Asa? Because you don't do your homework. And uh, they didn't go in there with FBI raid jackets. Uh, they tried to constrain uh, their behavior carrying out that warrant. So, Mar-a-Lago is a very public area. And there are blue lights flashing all over the place. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's be uh, let's support law enforcement. Let's stand with them, uh, whether it's the DEA, the FBI or your local law enforcement. That's critically important that we do that uh, because they're simply trying to do their job and uh, to keep anarchy away from our country. So an unprecedented, unconstitutional raid of the home of a former president was simply guys doing their job. I was just following orders, trying to keep anarchy away from our country. And and we're supposed to buy that, Asa. Seriously. You expect us to buy that? This guy. This guy. He thinks he's going to run for president. He really does. Can you believe it? All right. So at this point, Brianna Keller comes back, and she's got a question for Aza Hutchinson about abortion. So let's see how he handles 
this one. I want to talk to you about abortion because Arkansas has done something interesting. Arkansas, yes, has an unenviable record on maternal and infant care, but you've taken some steps. What do you care about infant care? You want babies dead. To improve care for mothers and infants, like expanding Medicaid coverage for pregnant women. If you are going, you know, if Republican states are going to force women to have babies they wouldn't otherwise have had. Translate. If Republican states are going to make it against the law to dismember babies, to murder them, to tear them limb from limb. Do those Republican-led states need to support them more? Because many states are not doing this. Okay, now here is a perfect opportunity for Arkansas Governor Aza Hutchinson. Arkansas right-to-life Governor Aza Hutchinson has been at Arkansas March for Life every year, year after year. Here's the perfect opportunity for him to say, well, you know what, Brianna, with all due respect, we got these entities called Pregnancy Resource Centers, and there were 4,000 of them all over the country. There are dozens of them in the state of Arkansas, and they do a great job at helping moms and babies for years after the babies are born. But do you think Ace is going to do that? Do you think he's going to breathe a word about them? No. Uh, well, the answer is yes, and I hope that uh, we're all looking at that because in Arkansas, uh, because uh, we had a trigger law that we have reduced the number of abortions dramatically. Last year we had 3,000, and that means there's going to be 3,000 pregnancies uh, in, in round numbers that uh, might be uh, unwanted or might be under difficult circumstances. And so we've got to provide the maternal care. Yeah, the government's got to do it. Don't let people know pregnancy resource centers exist, Aza. Just go right along with the pro-abortion liberal mainstream media's narrative, Aza. Great job there, pal. Great job. You're doing a great job, sport. Unbelievable. This guy. This guy. Um, we talked earlier about the fact that this guy vetoed a bill to protect children from puberty blockers, to protect children from chemical and surgical castration in the state of Arkansas. His veto was overridden by almost every Republican in the state legislature. Of course, the uh, Democrats stood with him, the party of death, because they don't care about kids. Only reason law has not taken effect is that the Walton Family Foundation, that is right, the heirs of Sam Walton, the guy who started Walmart and Sam's Club, they sued to keep it from going into effect, as did the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce. The Walton Family Foundation, Arkansas Chamber of Commerce, both sued the state of Arkansas. They don't want to protect children. Asa doesn't either. He's a bad guy. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, so... um These transgender specialists are openly advertising their wares. So that'll be coming up. But also, also some more detail about what actually happened with the raid of Mar-a-Lago and detail about the CDC 
walking back almost everything they told us to do about the China virus. It's all coming up on the Doc Washburn Show. We just want to say thank you so much to our advertisers, our friends, for making it possible for us to do this five times a week. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, thank you so much again to our advertisers, our friends, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones and Mitch Ward over at RedRiverYourWay.com. We appreciate you guys making it possible 
for us to bring the Doc Washburn show to everybody five times a week. Now, former Congressman Devin Nunes and Cash Patel, who worked in Devin Nunes' office and was later Chief of Staff, Secretary of Defense under uh, Donald Trump, they went on Sunday Morning Futures, Fox News Channel, with Maria Bartiromo, and they had a lot to say. A lot to say about the raid on Trump's house, Mar-a-Lago. It would have benefited Governor Hutchinson to have listened to them. But he was too busy currying up to the liberal mainstream media. Unfortunately, one of the worst outcomes we've seen, both from the Barack Obama administration and now the Joe Biden administration, is... Of course, Maria started off with this clip from uh, Ted Cruz. In the deep politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI, they've turned the machinery of government and law enforcement into a weapon to attack their political enemies. This FBI, this Department of Justice, is content to remain thoroughly political and partisan, and, and, and it's deeply, deeply concerning. That was Senator Ted Cruz on this program last weekend, and it was one day before the FBI executed a search warrant on President Trump's home in Florida. It was the first time in the country's history that a former president's home was searched by federal agents. Joining me right now is the former Department of Defense Chief of Staff, Cash Patel, and former House Intelligence Committee Chairman, Devin Nunes. He is now currently the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group. Great to see you both, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. Nobody knows the Russia collusion lie better than the two of you. You broke open the story and educated the public that it was all made up from the start. So let's begin there. Cash Patel, what tie does this uh, seize and search in President Trump's home have to do with the Russia collusion story? Thanks, Maria. And look, it starts and ends with Russiagate. The corruption and the two-tier system of justice that Dev and I exposed during Russiagate has been carried out to the Hillary Clinton email investigation scandal, to the Hunter Biden laptop, to Jan 6, and now to the raid on President Trump's home. And let me, let me uh, clarify. Again, it's one unbroken line. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have helped. Arkansas Governor Aze Hutchinson hear this because he would be like, I know you're speaking English, but I don't understand what you're talking about. I get it. I think you get it. But Devin Nunes is going to clarify just for people who don't get it. Basically, the same corrupt FBI government gangsters, the same agents that were involved in Russiagate, the same counterintelligence agents that were involved in making the bad false call on Hunter Biden's laptop, or you're going to see are the same counterintelligence agents that helped raid or assist in the raid to President Trump's home. And why is that a problem? Because these agents knowingly break their violate their oaths of office in the law, get promotions, and we need to demand their names. Guys like Auten and Tybalt and other guys who also stood up the fake Whitmer prosecution in Michigan. Oh, Aza is upset that they're shining the light of truth on these guys who work for the FBI who are breaking the law. You know, you're saying, uh, you know, they're making it dangerous or whatever for these guys. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Here's more. Cash Patel. 
When Devin and I first marched down to DOJ to expose the likes of Peter Strzok, they laughed us out of the, the building. But what happened? He was placed on administrative leave because he broke his oath of office. And you're going to find that exactly is what's happening here. And that it is a counterintelligence investigation means it's being run out of FBI headquarters as a national security case by the same select few of corrupt politicians who are acting as FBI agents. So, so Devin Nunes, you came out with the Nunes memo in do you get that? Corrupt politicians who are acting as FBI agents. They should be publicized, Aza. 2018 and exposed all of them. Uh, is it the same documents that they want to have under lock and key that they wanted to get from Trump's home? Well, look, I don't think we know that because I'm not sure they even got a whole lot of documents anyway. They haven't even accounted for them. But, Maria, I would only disagree with Cash. I don't normally disagree with Cash. But I think this actually goes back pre-Russiagate hoax. I think this goes back to the IRS scandal where they targeted conservatives. I think it goes back to Fast and Furious during the Obama administration where they ran guns and tried to set people up. Remember, and innocent Americans ended up getting killed. It goes back to Benghazi. They got away with that. And then you have to remember, it was late 2015 or 16 that we get to the plan where the, the Clinton campaign, working with dirty cops at DOJ and FBI and the media, I must say, where they set up to spy on the Trump campaign and ultimately Republicans and frame an innocent man that then led to what? So that was the Russia hoax that then led to the Mueller witch hunt. So all of this stuff is intertwined. And then you just fast forward, you know, Cash mentioned, you know, the Whitmer case and Jan 6 and whether or not federal agents were involved in that. You know, the Whitmer case, you know what they're talking about? It was the um, the sting, the setup, where they tried to get people invo- uh, interested in uh, kidnapping the governor of Michigan leading up to the 2020 election, except almost everybody involved was FBI. So you just stair-step, and then ultimately this leads to what? This leads to something never done in in American history before. You had a president's home ransacked by the same goons that were involved in all of this. And I would say that, that, you know, a lot of people have criticized, you know, the the FBI and the DOJ, and I think rightfully so, but someone are, are making these calls. And I would say that the people that have been involved in all those scandals that I just listed are the very same people that are now in charge of the DOJ and are at the White House. Crooks. Crooks. One and all. So you're talking about Susan Rice, you're talking about Jake Sullivan, and you're talking about uh, Lisa Monaco, who is the Deputy Attorney General? Look, yeah, if you don't believe that those people were involved, uh, you're living under a rock somewhere. And look, you only have to go as far as this. You can just look at how they how they produce their narratives. They come out with their narratives. Remember, the raid happened on, on Monday. And nobody had even asked this yet. This was only a few, you know, within minutes or, or a few hours uh, after this raid or during this raid when, when President Trump announced it on True Social, I might, I might add. He announces that. Yeah. And then what, what happens? They immediately say uh, the White House didn't know anything about this. And then on Friday when Merrick Garland, who shows up an hour late to to uh, give his uh, what looked like a hostage crisis, he looked like he was painfully going out there. He looks like he just got the yeah. hell beat out of him. And, and what happens? They say the White House knew nothing about this. Well, look, that tells you the White House knew everything about this. If you don't believe the Deputy Hold Attorney General and the top people at the White yep. House know this, 
you've been living under a rock. All right, hold on. We're going to take a to my yeah, attorney in, uh, short Greece because there. I felt it was given to me under very suspicious circumstances. And uh, upon uh, coming back to the United States, I had about seven or eight FBI agents rummaging through my luggage looking for money. And uh, what I think this whole uh, setup was all about was uh, trying to frame a FARA violation against me that I was under some sort of illicit surveillance for for actually, I think, years uh, leading up to and during my time on the Trump campaign. Former Trump foreign policy advisor George Papadopoulos speaking with me back in 2019 about what he called FBI entrapment after he received $10,000 while he was overseas. And then when he landed in America, FBI search, FBI agents were there ready to search his luggage looking for money. We have been following these charges of entrapment and bad behavior by the FBI for so many years now. So we are back with Cash Patel and Devin Nunes. And Devin, you just talked about all of the times in the past that we saw bad behavior down down to IRS, Lois Lerner. Tell me more about who's running things and who is ordering this search and seizure. Well, the reason I wanted to run your viewers through kind of that history, because it's really important, because there's there's a few things in common. One thing is the Democrats are involved in this. They coordinate with the media. And like I said, these top level Obama Biden officials are now at the top echelons of this current White House and Department of Justice. And they're basically facing no scrutiny. And look, I don't have any, you know, I'm not buddies with with Merrick Garland, uh, but, you know, I, I was in Washington for, for you know a couple decades, and what you saw on Friday was very unusual. I mean, you had a, a sitting attorney general who shows up three days after the fact, right? So, so they ransack the president's home. They get all these boxes. Nobody knows what the hell's in it. President Trump says, look, let's release this warrant. And then, I'm not kidding you, that, and, and I urge people to go back and watch that. You know, isn't it strange that a, a sitting attorney general, three days later, shows up 45 minutes late for his own press conference that he called. The White House claims they don't know anything about it. He marches out there, gives a quick, you know, complaining about the way DOJ and FBI are being treated as if you're oblivious to everything that's happened the last decade. Uh, And then you... Exactly. Exactly. All of the abuses of power. All the laws broken by FBI people. Anyway. More from Devin Nunes. Go out uh, and walk off stage. You exit stage left without taking any questions. When the first time in history, I mean, this is what's led to what I think a lot of Americans believe. It's not just they don't trust DOJ and the FBI and all the things that that happened to George Papadopoulos and others. This is why you see America beginning to look like a banana republic if it isn't already. Yeah. Cash, you were working with the National Archives to get the proper documents out to the public uh, about the Russia collusion lie. President Trump declassified batches of documents in October 2020 and then again in January 2021. How much of those documents were actually released to the public and how much have we not seen and how damaging is what we haven't seen? What can you tell us? 
Fantastic question, Maria. Yes, President Trump named me his, his representative to the National Archives months ago, and we've been in a bureaucratic battle. As Devin and I have always said to you, we, we, found, we found whole sets of documents we needed out to the American public from Russiagate. We got out about 60%. That's why President Trump made it his mission to declassify and be transparent. In October of 2020, he issued a sweeping declassification order for every Russiagate document and every single Hillary Clinton document. Then on the way out of the White House, he issued further declassification orders, declassifying whole sets of documents. And this is a key fact that most Americans are missing. President Trump, as a sitting president, is a unilateral authority for declassification. He can literally stand over a set of documents and say, these are now declassified. And that is done with definitive action immediately. You know, you'd think somebody like Arkansas Governor Aza Hutchinson, who used to be on the House Intelligence Committee, used to work for uh, Homeland Security, used to be U.S. attorney, you'd think he'd know that, wouldn't you? I wonder if he does. Anyway, more from Cash Patel. The fact that the bureaucrats at NARA who referred, remember, the National Archives are the ones that referred this to the Department of Justice, but they, the same principle, failed to refer Hillary Clinton to the Department of Justice when they got their hands on the uh, classified emails from those servers. And switching gears a little bit to the national security officials involved, you know, me as a former national security prosecutor in the national security division where this case is being run out of, it's no surprise that the likes of John Carlin, who was the assistant attorney general, for national security, who authorized a Russiagate host to begin with, is now the number three official at DOJ. And Lisa Monaco is the wow. number two official who was his superior back then. These folks, and this is, a, this is the thing I want to stress with, now that this is a quote-unquote ongoing FBI counterintelligence investigation, they will come out to the American public and be able to say, ongoing CI investigation, you will never be allowed to see the Russiagate docs or any other docs that wow. President Trump lawfully declassified and they will hide it from the public. And Congress has a monumental lift ahead of them. Come November, they better start subpoenaing these documents immediately and putting these people before the American public. Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Wray have failed in their mission to uphold the law. They have become political hucksters, and they are completely destroying our Constitution and and putting on a two-tier system of justice. Okay, so Cash Patel and Devin Nunes making the case here that the raid of Mar-a-Lago is a cover-up of all kinds of corruption that's gone on before that was documented in documents that President Trump ordered to be declassified, but somebody disobeyed his orders there right at the end. The deep state strikes again, right? Um... Look, listen to me, especially those of you who don't live in Arkansas. When I tell you that the governor of Arkansas is a deep state swamp rat creature, you just got to believe me because he is. So this is the point. They wanted those documents under uh, lock and key. Devin, uh, extraordinary that they convened a grand jury and are talking about espionage charges. Where is this going? Yeah, I think that's another really important point that shouldn't be lost on the American people today, and that is that they convened a grand jury against the the former president of the United States, and they went into the grand jury looking at the president for treason, as if he's... and, And look, if that was 
the case, if he really was holding these 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 documents, these these so-called classified documents, documents, we even heard, you know, leaks of, of nuclear secrets that the president was holding. Look, that's preposterous. And if that was true, you should have sent. They should have immediately sent and made this public and sent FBI agents around Mar-a-Lago if the nuclear secrets were really there. But the fact that they convened a grand jury, accuse a president again. This look, this is the second time. This never stopped. Remember back in fifteen and sixteen is when they started at first saying that he was colluding with with Russians and Vladimir Putin and Republicans were all colluding with Russians. They went to a grand jury with that, Maria. So, so once again, this is a continued investigation of Trump and the Republican Party. It's basically an investigation in search of a crime. And then conveniently, they brought back the, the Mueller witch hunt argument that, oh my God, he's he's obstructing justice. Obstructing justice on what, you jerks? Stuff that you had, right. you had planted on an investigation that you, that you basically created out of whole cloth. And I think that's what we're dealing yeah. with. The American people need to pay attention to it and Congress. Wow. Unbelievable. And again, you mentioned Susan Rice, Jake Sullivan, Lisa Monaco. Uh, all of this, Cash Patel and Devin Nunes, as the Biden family relaxes at that $20 million estate in South In South Carolina. Yeah. Great job. You know, God bless Maria Bartiromo for being willing to have people come on her show to tell the truth. Because a lot of Fox News is no longer interested in the truth. I'm just telling you. I'll say it again for the people people on the West Coast audience. A lot of Fox News is no longer interested in the truth. You know, I saw um, a few weeks ago Bruce Jenner on with um, Sandra Smith and Bill Hemmer talking about the importance of of surgery for transgender kids before they have puberty. Bill Hemmer, Sandra Smith did not push back one iota. You know, when when people get upset with folks on Fox News for you know, selling out and being liberal, they're like, well, they ought to fire him. I'm like, well, they're not going to fire him. The, the people in charge like that. You know, they, they like the uh, part Fox News played in helping Biden steal the election in 2020. If you, if you don't get that by now, I don't know what to tell you. Very few people. Very few people with Fox News still play it straight. Anyway, um... Once again, thank you so much to our friends, our advertisers, for making it possible for us to do what we do here every day. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. 
so it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thank you again to Drs. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree, my doctors, my friends, my advertisers. Appreciate you guys making it possible for us to do what we do here five times a week on the Doc Washburn Show. Now, what I want to do is remind you what uh, then spokesman for the uh, U.S. Department of Defense, John Kirby, said a year ago. Remember this? But there's no intention right now to close the embassy or to close all the diplomatic presence uh, in Kabul. We still want to be able to have that uh, in, in place. And as Clarissa reported uh, just a few minutes ago, the situation in Kabul is calm right now. Yes, there's unease. Yes, there's uncertainty. And we understand that. So they were going to close down the embassy 24 hours before they evacuated. Our own Baghdad Bob there, John Kirby who's been promoted since then. Yes. Yes, he has been promoted. Um, so I don't know. Have you seen this, uh, this video? It's been going viral. All right, I need to know if any parents of young kids have had this same experience. So we just took my three-year-old son in the doctor for a checkup. My three-year-old son. Okay, there's a reason why I'm emphasizing that, and you're about to know why. So my wife and I are waiting in the room with our son, and the doctor comes in. And he sees my son sitting there on the table, and the first question that he asks him is, are you a boy or are you a girl? And I look at my wife like, what the? So luckily my son understands obvious tenets of biology at three years old and says that he's a boy, just like his chart says. So the rest of the appointment I can even focus because I'm wondering why in the world this guy is asking the question. And then I remember, oh yeah, I live in California. And call me paranoid, but this is where I think we're heading based on other things that have happened. An Ohio couple lost custody of their teenager for refusing them hormone treatment. And a divorced Texas couple were in a court battle over whether or not to let their 7-year-old transition from a boy to a girl. And many are saying that the new proposed Equality Act could lead to more parents losing custody of their kids who want gender transition. So again, call me paranoid, but I'm wondering if the doctor is asking the question of my son to see if he can establish a pattern over time that shows that my son wants to be a girl. But here's the thing. My son is three. I'm not even going to let him choose what he wants for dinner. And some days, my son thinks he's a dinosaur. But I'm not going to let him transition to a dinosaur. And being in California, this is probably going to happen to people like me first. But I don't think it's going to be long before we start seeing parents lose custody of their young kids because they're not letting them transition to the opposite gender. And I think pediatricians are going to be the ones who are going to start calling it out. Yep. I think you're right. 
I think you're right. Let me uh, let me share with you a couple of things that are going on. Uh, Boston's Boston Children's Hospital. Did anybody used to listen to Glenn Beck back in the day? And you remember there was this uh, little girl that um, Boston Children's Hospital had kidnapped from her parents, and they wouldn't give her back, and her health was getting worse and worse, and they were afraid she was going to die in there. And they finally, I guess they finally got a, a court to order the hospital to give the little girl, teenage girl, back to her uh, parents. Yeah, Boston Children's Hospital. Yeah, they got a they got a big old transgender thing going on there. The um, the first voice you're going to hear is going to be Doctor Amir Taghenia, and he is listed as the um, the co-director of the Center for Gender Surgery. Got it? Co-director of the Center for Gender Surgery at Boston Children's Hospital. A phalloplasty is a procedure to uh, basically create uh, uh, a penis or a phallus for uh, an individual who was born biological female and who seeks transition to uh, a male uh, gender. The procedure is done with plastic surgeons and urologists. The urologists manipulate the tissues in the surrounding area to lengthen the urethra. A new scrotum is created and uh, some of the anatomical parts of uh, the female anatomy are removed. The plastic surgeons are in charge of creating a new tissue that will ultimately meet the lengthened urethra. Now remember, this is at a children's hospital. And the additional tissue that's been moved to uh, create uh, the uh, neophallus. We typically utilize tissue from elsewhere. For example, the forearm or the thigh is used. The plastic surgeons are also responsible for uh, providing sensation by doing the nerve coaptation so that the new phallus will have sensation. And also responsible for reestablishing the blood supply and also to shape it in a way that appears more um, physiologically and anatomically um, like a natural one. So these people are evil. They're mutilating children and they're getting away with it. But, you know, each one of us is going to have to stand before our creator and give an account of what we've done on this earth. But in the meantime, laws should be passed to protect children from this evil. You know, I mean, it's it's easy to say, well, you know, Doc, that's a blue state. That's Massachusetts. What do you expect? Well, I expect a law was passed in a red state of Arkansas, but the governor vetoed it. Okay, here's part two of Dr. Amir Taghenia, co-director of Center for Gender Surgery. 
at Boston Children's Hospital. A phalloplasty is a procedure to basically create a penis or a phallus for uh, an individual who was born biological female and who seeks transition to uh, a male uh, gender. Patients expect to stay for about seven days or so. They do need to have additional time for recovery, making sure that everything is working well and making sure that uh, the flaps are alive and healthy and that the uh, tissues are healing well before they're discharged home. Making sure the flaps are alive and healthy? I mean, this is making me sick, man. This is making me sick. This is outrageous. Okay, so... Next... We have Maria Semnak. She's an RN at the Center for Gender Surgery, Boston Children's Hospital. For bottom surgery, hair removal is extremely important. You know what she means by bottom surgery? That means they're going to uh, mutilate the male or female parts of children. Phalloplasty, we make the neophallus with the tissue most often from the arm, sometimes from the thigh. This part of the arm right here becomes the inside of your urethra. In there, we cannot have hair. That urethra, once it's made, is not accessible anymore to the outside world. So we need the hair removed there to reduce complications after. And then for the actual phallus, the hair here can be removed ahead of time. It can also be removed later. But I assure you, once you go through surgery and recovery, the last thing you want to do is then go get hair removal on the outside. So doing it up front is important. We help you figure out sort of what's important for you and what the cost benefit is and um, guide you in what to do for that. The cost benefit. It's all about money, these people. You know, I read somewhere that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Did y'all know that? That's right. Now, the next person we're going to hear from is psychologist Carrie McGregor. Again, at uh, Boston Children's Hospital. And uh, you're going to be shocked when I tell you where Carrie McGregor, attending psychologist at Boston Children's Hospital. And uh, actually an instructor in psychology at Harvard Medical School. And all a part of this transgender thing. You're going to be shot when I tell you where she got her degree. So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty, but a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb, and they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. So in the GEMS clinic, we see a variety of young children all the way down to ages two and three, and usually up to the ages of nine. When they 
come into the clinic, they'll see one of our psychologists, and we'll be talking to them about their gender. We'll be talking to their family about how to best support that child and how to make sure that that child has the space and support to explore their gender and uh, do well throughout their development. And we'll be answering any parent questions. A lot of parents do have questions, and so we answer those questions. The biggest piece of advice I give parents uh, who are coming through the gender clinic at Boston Children's Hospital is to just be supportive. Um, Sometimes you might not understand. Sometimes you feel like you don't know the terms or you don't. Yeah, just let us carve your kids up. You might not understand it, you know, why we're mutilating them, but just support what we're doing. Please don't sue us. When your kid gets to be 18 or 20 and commits suicide. Kind of get exactly what the child means when they say that they might be this gender, but the biggest thing you can do is just love your child and support them and just allow them to express themselves. That's the biggest protector as well against negative mental health effects such as depression, suicidality, anxiety that we worry about for our gender diverse kids and young adults. So that support from a parent is one of the best protective factors and one of the best things they can do. All right, so again, that is psychologist Carrie McGregor saying some kids know from the womb that uh, God made a mistake and uh, they got boy parts, but they really should be a girl. They got girl parts, they really should be a boy. Psychologist at Boston Children's Hospital, uh, she's down for the transgender struggle. Guess where she got her master's degree in clinical child psychology and her doctorate in clinical child psychology? Regent University. Regent University in Virginia Beach. Now, that's uh, that's Pat Robertson's place. I wonder if he has any idea that they're turning out people like this. I, I think he would be rolling over in his grave. Oh, he's still, oh, yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Well, but you get the idea. You get the idea. This is uh, this is outrageous. Uh, Doctor Jeremy Carswell, director of the Gender Multi-Specialty Service at uh, Boston Children's Hospital. It's J E R E M I. This is a woman who actually identifies as a woman. A child will often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. And parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically. And actions like refusing to get a haircut or standing to urinate, trying to stand to urinate, refusing to stand to urinate, trying on siblings' clothing, uh, playing with the, quote, opposite gender toys, things like that. There is more and more a group of adolescents that we are seeing that. Wait, did you just gender stereotype somebody? I thought that was, uh, I thought that was bad. Really are coming to the realization that they might be trans or gender diverse a little bit later on in their life. So what we're seeing from them is that they always sort of knew something was maybe off and didn't have the understanding to know that they might be trans or have a different gender identity than the one they had been assigned. So that is a, a growing population that they are that we are seeing and that's being recognized as being trans and able to be treated. These people are nuts, man. But it, it's worse than these people are nuts. They're dangerous and they're evil and they're child abusers. And they're maliciously carving up children.
and no one is stopping them. No one is stopping them. Uh, Dr. Uh, Priya Dar at the uh, Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Hi, my name is Priya Dar. I'm one of the doctors at the Center for Adolescent and Young Adult Health here at the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. I wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about puberty blockers. Puberty blockers are basically a medication that says, hey, let's just put a pause on puberty. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Just, Just totally natural, right? Not artificial at all. No side effects, right? I mean, you won't tell them about the side effects, will you, hon? Um, and that can be really beneficial for younger kids who have... Oh, yeah, really beneficial. Yeah, no side effects. Start ...already started the puberty process who either might um, go through a lot of psychological distress as they go through puberty if they're uh, struggling with gender dysphoria, or for somebody who's saying, hey, I'm not really sure if I feel comfortable in my body or, or what gender I truly identify with. Well, you will eventually. Unless a freak like this woman whose voice you just heard gets a hold of you and abuses you, then you could have some problems. Yeah, then... Then you could have some problems. Uh, so do you know the CDC kind of walked everything back? Carol Markowitz over at uh, New York Post, too little, too late, disband the CDC now. She says, dissolve, dissolve the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Last week, the CDC released updated COVID-19 guidance. The agency now believes we should be taking an individual approach to mitigating our COVID risk in layman's terms. We are all Florida 2020 now. The new guidance suggests ending test to stay so kids exposed to someone with COVID-19 can remain in school. Of course, this is only related to known exposure. People are exposed to COVID all the time, but only children who are aware of that exposure were punished. Kids lost so much throughout the pandemic because of terrible, irrational CDC guidance like this. The fresh guidance also says people without symptoms no longer need to be routinely tested. And the CDC permits us to come within six feet of each other again. Finally, husbands, tell your wives it's on. But most important, the agency has finally faced some truths about the vaccine that it should have long ago. Quote, CDC's COVID-19 prevention recommendations no longer differentiate based on a person's vaccination status because breakthrough infections occur, unquote. And it's admitted that, quote, persons who have had COVID-19 but are not vaccinated have some degree of protection against severe illness from their previous infection, unquote. Now, cities across the country fired teachers, firefighters, healthcare staffers, police officers, sanitation workers, and so many others because they refused to get vaccinated. 
Many of these people had worked through the early days of the pandemic and contracted COVID many times over while we baked lasagna bread and patted ourselves on the back for ordering from Uber Eats. Now the CDC acknowledges this was the wrong thing to do. Whoopsie-daisy. The new guidance is all fine and good, sane even, but it's August 2022 and fully absurd that the CDC is only now recognizing the people are not staying six feet apart and that a previous COVID-19 infection offers a layer of protection similar to the vaccine. When COVID first hit our shores, we naturally looked to the CDC for direction. The agency may have previously offered its thoughts on how we should cook our burgers, well done, and whether we should eat sushi, no. But yet it was primarily in the background wagging its fingers at us while we ordered our steak medium rare, another no-no. But with COVID, its word became policy in what should go down as one of the most disgusting moments in public health the CDC allowed with direction from the Biden White House. Randy Weingarten, American Federation of Teachers Chief, to craft school opening policies that forced classrooms across the country to remain closed in winter 2021. No one has been fired for this dereliction of duty. No one has even been openly chastised for allowing a special interest group to control our health care policy. This alone is why the CDC must go. And then there are the errors. Well, it was a pandemic, and obviously mistakes would be made. That only makes sense if those mistakes are quickly acknowledged and corrected. That hasn't happened with the CDC. It took until May 2021 for the agency to recognize that COVID-19 spreads through the air. It continues to push masking, despite the fact there's not a single study with a control group showing that masking mandates prevent COVID spread, and not a single real-world example of a country that has managed to control spread through masking. We masked toddlers because the CDC said to it was egregious. It was damaging. Then there was a moment in April 2021 when on a Friday, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said, quote, pregnant people, unquote, should get the COVID vaccine only to have the agency backtrack on Monday and note pregnant individuals could get the vaccine. A health agency that refers to pregnant people instead of women is one we can't take seriously anyway, but one that plays with semantics like this during a pandemic is broken and cannot be repaired. Its mission statement touts, quote, as a nation's health protection agency, CDC saves lives and protects people from health threats, unquote. During its two and a half years of dealing with COVID, the CDC has failed to do these things at any level. It has become completely politicized and is now flailing around for relevance, updating guidance that never made sense in the first place. It has caused Americans much harm. Disband it now. And that is Carol Markowitz, 
too little too late, disband the CDC now over at the New York Post. Okay. So, that having been said, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online the way you want to and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. All right, our tweet of the day is from a Twitter handle called Miami for Trump. Miami, the number four Trump. And I think you're going to enjoy it. Even though it's two of the most awful people in the world, Jim Comey, former FBI Director James Comey, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, I still think you're going to enjoy it especially if I can get it to play. Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails. email chains. determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains are secret. They contain confidential information. What difference at this point does Everything I did was it. There was no law, no regulation. I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. First of all, nothing was marked classified. Nothing was marked classified. Nothing was marked classified. There it is, your tweet of the day, brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Thank you all. We appreciate it. All right. That having been said, you've been listening to Episode 216 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped 
If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in case of Sheriff Mansur Sempier the Tenth. And that's the way it is. Monday, August 15th, 2022.